From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, Jonathan Swindle. Braden's in the other side. We're uh, having a few technical difficulties right now. So we're getting everything rolling here. Uh, one beautiful Saturday morning. Hope you're uh, all out there being safe, having fun. I saw a lot of people uh, dragging some boats down the road, doing some other things. I know turkey season's over. So either uh, hopefully you're out there getting in, in the water, getting some fishing done, or... Maybe you're out there doing some stuff that I need to get done, which is uh, start getting food plots ready and feeders fixed and tree stands, everything changed around and all that good stuff. So, yeah, just all that maintenance that nobody really gets to see behind the scenes, but that's, it's all good. So, but if you guys want to give us a call and let us know what you're doing, it's 888-404-1010, 888-404-1010. So, Give us a holler. Let us know what you got going on. Let us know what's uh what's up out there in the world today. I know there was a few things we saw on the news, and I'm holding it till Big B gets in here so we can uh, discuss a few things. But just hanging out here at the Big and Wild Studios. Unfortunately, Glenn is uh at home right now. Everybody said a couple prayers for him. He's got a little bit of the vertigo going on. Man, that's about it. And of course, Bill George is already texting us this morning, giving us the uh, "I'm chasing turkeys, everything's gobbling," blah 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 blah. And we really don't like him right now. So, but so we're like I said, we're still getting all the technical difficulties worked out. So, give us all our eight 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 four zero four ten ten eight 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 four zero four ten ten if you've got any questions comments or anything you'd like to talk about go ahead and throw it out there and let's see what's going on and see who's awake this morning all right i think we got everything lined up maybe we'll get everything ready to go what are you doing in here i don't know <laughs> i'm trying to do a radio show <laughs> it's i was in the other studio listening to you and it sounded like it was golf <clears throat> what it was like we're in the studio today and Coming up, really? Well, y'all tell. Okay, so y'all tell me. I yell into the mic too much sometimes. So yell away. There's there's no producer in the other room, so uh, we we can do whatever we want. We can talk for five hours straight or whatever you want to do. We we can. Is that a challenge? We can do whatever we want to. Uh oh, we got a phone call already. What? We got a phone call already. No way. Yeah. No. Open up the phone lines, throw it out there. Is that what you did? Yeah. You didn't. Yes, I did. This could be horrible. Can you? I'm I like, don't even know if we can answer it. Can we? Is, do you know what pilot is in there to turn it up? You don't know. 
No. Do I have to come back in there? <laughs> I just have to answer the phone here in the studio. Hello? Yes? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure. Okay. Yep. Right. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. That's the way it's going to be. Well, I, I know that you went down the list. Glenn's out. George is out. Carlos is out running around. He's probably up there at the uh, up at the NRA convention. He kind of ninjaed over somehow. Snuck his way in through the back door. You know what I'm saying? Yep, exactly. He's sneaky like that. He's probably there. I know everybody. I know Paul Markle and everybody else. They're all, all up there. Uh, I think it was a big year for everybody. They wanted to go because once they heard that uh, President Trump was going to be there and going to speak, everybody was like, dude, I'm going to go. I yeah, exactly. Go. I got to be there for that. So, uh, you know, I think the last time the NRA convention got this much press was when Charlton Heston Stood up there and, you know, everybody was like, Moses goes to the NRA oh, convention. Oh, yeah, Charlton Heston's the president of the NRA. For my cold dead ends. You know, remember that old speech? Oh, everybody yes. It was like, oh, yeah, it's Charlton Heston. He's the greatest ever. Uh, you know what? I, I wanted to start the show by saying that uh, I wanted to remind everybody, because our good buddy Jim Veal, the man who runs Panavista Lodge up at Lake Panasofsky, uh, God bless him and his daughter, Kelly. They've been yes. working their butts off up there trying to get things done to get ready for this uh, Panfish Challenge. And believe it or not, every single week, it seems like we're adding more and more and more sponsors every single week. I, I was hoping by the end of it, uh, we would have like a $6,000 payout for first place when it comes to... Uh, but the, the way it sounds like it's going with people entering and everything else, there's a good possibility that I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I I can't believe how many businesses and people and and all that kind of stuff are are um, jumping on board with this thing. It's crazy how uh, many people are uh, wanting to be a part of it. As it gets more, I know I talked to Derek Harp uh, yesterday. He came by uh, G five with his wife and his child yeah. and said, uh, you know, that they want to do some stuff, give away some uh, maybe some day passes or something like that for Bone Valley. Oh yeah, to give away. So uh, I talked to. Um, Brian over with uh, Liberty Outdoors. They do coolers and kayaks and all that stuff. They're like, yeah, man, sure. Yeah, we want to do something. Maybe we'll donate a couple coolers or something like that. And <clears throat> with the uh, pushback on Yeti, it opens the door for so many other people. Well, and, that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I know that uh, Brandon Ford and everybody else is getting in there and getting on it. And it's going to be um, it's going to be an unbelievably awesome tournament. And it's going to be happening on June 16th. June sixteenth, and uh, as I've told everybody, it's twenty five bucks to enter, and they're like, "What is that per person?" I'm like, "No, no, per boat, per legally per boat. amounted amount of people that can be on your Coast Guard legal amount of people that can be on your boat." That's right. It, it makes it it's so like much, going to the drive-in. It's so much easier. It's you know you can go and get the John boat or get your brother-in-law's pontoon boat or your uh, scalloping boat or whatever it is that you want to use to go out there and head out and go fishing for the day. Mm. And uh, like well, I said... As long look, as you got your life jackets and it's Coast Guard approved. Right. And, and uh, <laughs> I do like the fact that Glenn brought up the fact that it's the really the only real tournament that you can have where you can take home your catch. your catch. Yeah. So you're a win-win no matter what. So if you go out there and you catch 10 or 12 nice shell crackers or warm mouths or uh, red ears or anything else like that, clean them right there on the dock, put them on ice, take them home, 
Have well, I know, a nice little fresh fry. I know the uh, sponsors that I've called, or I say the sponsors, the companies that I've called that we deal with at Arrowhead. When I explain the tournament to them, they're all kind of like, really? And I'm like, it's that, you know, like you're really doing, you guys really do a tournament like that? I said, yeah. Well, do you have to, is it catch and release? I'm like, no. <laughs> Why? They're panfish. <laughs> so there's plenty more out there, so it's not a not a tarpon, not anything else. So where I mean the conservation, yes, is there, but it's not something as a fellow would say that uh the panfish are kinda like the hogs of the uh water body of water. They can be. <laughs> they, they can be they reproduce on a pretty good amount. So Well, I I, I do like the fact that uh, Mr. Veal uh you know, he, he, he gets out there, of course his father passed away uh, last yep. year not too long ago actually and uh, so we kind of renamed it in honor of him <clears throat> but uh, you talk about two people who grew up on that lake almost their entire lives oh, and, yeah. and they know the cycle of that lake better than anybody on the planet oh, guaranteed yeah. uh, Mr. Jim Veal Sr. when he was around he could literally go and jump in a john boat leave for about 15 or 20 minutes and come back with about 30 a stringer full. Yeah. yeah. He knew exactly, he knew exactly where to go at that time of the year on that particular how many, day. How many and, people we feeding tonight? <laughs> yeah. I'll be right back. I mean, uh, it was almost like he just ran up to KFC real <laughs> okay. quick, you know, and, uh, got a mess I got, of fish. I got your Jesus and two loaves and five fishes right here. <laughs> right here. I'll be right back 15 minutes. <laughs> Let me go get the five fishes. But so Mr. Jim learned from his father. And so that's why the tournament is being held in there. And when we asked him, you know, why that weekend, you know, he's like, well, that's the uh, beginning of either the new moon phase or the end of the phase. So you want to be around that full moon kind of thing and all that stuff. So the fish are all in bed and they know all that. Yep. They've been there all their lives. So we, we wanted to make it so that the novice, the never fished before, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, if you're a single mom with a couple of kids and you've never been out on a boat at all or done anything like this in your life, uh, this is a great opportunity to bring the kids out there. Bring, and all you need is a cane pole, some line. Bring, bring us your children. They will have positive <laughs> They will. Yeah. There will be plenty of masculinity going on out there. And uh, it doesn't matter. Male, female, moms, dads, aunts, uncles, grandma, grandpas, bring them all out and come yep. out and have a great time. Uh, like I said, it's only 25 bucks per boat. So, uh, or basically kind of like a team per team. Uh, I mean, if you literally wanted to go fish off the dock and um yeah walk around the other side of the lake or drive up and go over and fish then uh you know there's there's team a, swindle the scary is, you know, the scary chance is is you could fish off the dock and you probably would have a chance at winning prize money uh, yeah my I mean, kids last year <laughs> if they'd have kept everything they caught off of there well, last year your, combine yours and mine would just everybody laughs they were catching them little hand-sized brim and everything else and I laughed. I told my father-in-law that was we were, they were there, you know, and I said the same thing to him. I'm like, I should have, we should have just entered them as a team right here off the dock. And off I dock. said they'd have probably <laughs> they'd have been in the top five, probably. Team Landlubber comes yeah. in fifth place with 900 pounds of <laughs> brim. They got yeah. four baskets. <laughs> they're, they're only, of course, they're anywhere from uh, three inches to hand pan size. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's combined weight that, that, that does it. It's not the amount of. Exactly. As long as you, can, you know, do the legal, legal limit. So your daughters, my kids, that's four. What is that? It's 200. So they could have entered literally 200 fish. Yeah. 
exactly. probably, and you're right. You know, it probably would have been at least been in the top four, yeah. five. They're not going. I don't for, remember. They weren't going for biggest, uh, biggest shell cracker, biggest bluegill. They were going for no, quantity. They were quantity, <laughs> not really quality. Just keep throwing them in there. I can't remember what what the winning weight was last year. Do you remember? Wasn't it like twelve, thirteen pounds, something like that? I'm trying to remember. Yes. I think it was something like that. When they, well, I, all I remember is when Glenn said, I think Glenn, when Glenn was over there emceeing it and they said what the winning weight was for first place, I was shocked. Yeah. Because that's, for you to get, I mean, for you to get that amount of panfish and to get that weight to win that tournament, that's a lot. And you're talking to a guy that used to sit at Lake Weir on the dock and just absolutely wear panfish slam out. man i love them i love catching them i mean it's a good thing they're only the size they are because if they were actually 20 or 30 pounds you'd never get them to the boat yeah it would they would be insane um i i know that you're gonna go and look at our facebook page so please do that go to uh, facebook.com forward slash big and wild and we have right there on the very top on the events page and uh, all the information that you need right there uh that's the older flyer it hasn't been updated yet but the info is still on there it's still yep. good uh, first place is still at five hundred and fifty bucks, uh, so you know it's going to be a good day for somebody. Largest and you show better get on the horn if you want to get a cabin. Which if I don't even know if you yeah. still are going to be able to, but yeah, we'll have to call Jim up a little bit later once we can figure out how to do it on the board. Yep, there and, you go, and see how things are going. I don't want to discourage anybody. You know, I don't want to say, oh, well, you know, all the cabins are done, we're filled no, up, so Lord you can't no. come. Uh, because there is still primitive camping. There's still RV if you have a camp, a pop-up, uh, anything we'll like that. We'll find a spot for you. Sure. Or, you know what? Like I said, it's only an hour away. Yeah. It's not like you got to drive all the way to Okeechobee or, you know, down south to Naples or anything. It's right there. It's right up 75. You get off on the right, you go back under the interstate, and you go down about two well, and a half miles, and it's right there on the and right And let's be side. honest. We're not one of those that the boat launches at 7 yeah. o'clock yeah i mean we had people yeah. last year we had what two or three teams that showed up last year yeah, probably 20 minutes or so after 20 30 minutes after everybody left and they got in it and went out and they I mean, scraggled in and we let them go but you know what i will say that the end time you know we have to be pretty definite on well that, yeah but, exactly but uh, you know cut off is cut off but if you want to show up there at 10 or 11 and think you can get her done and hey man have go at for it. it go at it go 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 do what you got to do when we had some like you said last year well, I, I remember George's- not even even not last year, but the year before, the first year that I did it with you guys. I remember, like you were saying, people in the camp that were like, "How do you enter this tournament? Uh, you got to have kids on the boat." Okay, hold on one minute. And, and I, they, they walked away, and then they came back and they had, had their two kids. They had two, they had two or three, four kids, and they're like, "All right, we're in it. Yeah. <laughs> Here's our twenty five bucks. I'll go rent a boat, and then yeah." Off they went. Yep. It was all good. Yeah, And uh, I think they had a great time, and they all got prizes, so it's yes. no big deal. Uh, but go in, go enter, go look. Uh, you're going to have to call Panda Vista Lodge. You can go to PantaVistaLodge.com, look at it online. Uh, call Mr. Jim. If you have any questions about cabin rentals, rates, how many boats are still available, uh, if you want to get a pontoon boat, you better get on it. Because yes. those are probably going to go pretty fast as well. Yeah, And if you're going to bring your own boat, that's even better. You know, if you want to bring a 12 footer or how big was Bill George's big old open 21? Fisherman? Yeah. Good I think it was a 21 center console. And Glenn seems to think that you could launch one up there. The water's high, so it wouldn't be the same crib that we had to go through last year. 
We're back. Big and wild outdoors. Just with low me, Braden Gunn, and Bear with us. Big O him, Jonathan Swindle. Uh, Glenn is out with a little uh, little sickness today. So he's out, and uh, Bill George is up with his sickness as well, chasing turkeys. Yeah. And uh, he's going to go out there and uh, do his Pennsylvania dealio and go out and get her done. Quit rubbing it in. Apparently, uh, he texted us early this morning that he has how many? One, two, what, three? Oh, he three shot, gobblers or he something? He shot two, and I guess they were. he was out calling for someone, and they had three gobblers that oh, uh, okay. decided they didn't want to play. Yeah. Wait a minute. It says, had three gobblers this AM2 coming in, but hens grabbed them, waiting on them to fire back up. Oh, so the chicks got in between them. Yeah, obviously. Chicks got in the way and said, uh, hey, hey, why go over there with those guys? When you what are you coming at me for? You can come over here and hang out with us. It'll be much more fun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this week, I don't know what things are going on <clears throat> with the madness that's happening in the world these days. Uh, one of the things that I, I did want to uh, bring up and actually open it up to the phone lines, but it's going to be kind of hard to do today, but um, I was a Boy Scout for a little while. I made yeah, it all I made it, I made it all the way through the uh, through Weeblos and you know oh, yeah. all that stuff. and I know that uh, Glenn's son, you know Wade, he made it on. He's, uh, he's an Eagle Scout and You'd be surprised how many people in radio, uh, in the executive areas and morning shows and things like that. Uh, I was right were all there. Eagle Scouts. I was right there before I got out of being on the on, on the track to being an Eagle Scout. Yeah. Well, uh, Skip Mahaffey, who used to do the mornings here, and also over on one of three, he was an Eagle Scout. Eric, who was our operations manager here at the radio station, he was an Eagle Scout, and uh, so many others. Didn't make it quite to Eagle, but they at least had scouting uh, uh, mentors in their lives growing up. And, of course, it was announced this week that uh, they're going to be dropping the first word, boy, out of scouts. And they're going to allow women to to uh, participate, or young ladies, uh, you know, girls. Well, I don't know what you call them anymore. And <laughs> if it's not my daughter, I don't know. And, uh, you know, what the politically correct term is for that. But... Um, as a father, well, go ahead and say what you want to say because I got two daughters, so I'll be more than happy to weigh in on this subject. I, you know, as a father, I mean, I would have to be really, uh, extremely scrutinizing if my daughters were going to be out sleeping over with a bunch of guys uh, somewhere out in the woods, deep dark away, somewhere where I couldn't get there within like ten minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just. Uh, even it, uh, well, I, you know, I hate to say that whole you know thing. And boys will be boys and stuff, but you know, it's the truth. They're going to be out there. They're going to be uh, there. The, there's a reason, and like I said, I will prerequisite this comment because I know Glenn has a case of vertigo, and he's probably going to have a case of motion sickness when I get started on this <laughs> subject. But there's the old adage, and you've met most of the women in my family. Most of the women in my family are probably way tougher than most guys that we know. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure the same thing goes for your family and the women in your family. Oh, yeah. And I'm married with two daughters. And I'm sorry. I'm old school. There are things that girls can do, and there are things that boys can do. 
and I like it from this standpoint to the memes we were looking at this morning to where the one Ben Shapiro had. Well, why why is it only for boys, or why is Scouts only for boys? Because it's in the name, Boy yeah. Scouts. <laughs> it's it's kind of in there. There, There's another organization that is called Girl Scouts, and mm-hmm. if girls want to do – I mean, and we did, like you said, when I was in Scouts, we had the co-ed, quote-unquote, co-ed camps – to where you had the Boy Scouts on one side, and it was kind of like I always laugh and tell my kids with the shows that they watch, or one of the shows they watch um, is about a summer camp type situation, and I said, the girls are over here, the boys are over here. I said, that was always the way it was when I was in Boy Scouts and everything else. We had the co-ed deals to where you had the Girl Scouts had this camp, and you had the Boy Scouts had this camp, and... Yeah, we did things together, and we had competitions against each other and everything else. But like you said, when it came time for everybody to go to bed or shower or whatever, the girls had this side, the boys had this side. Yeah, there was a there's a there was a clear separation of 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 uh, their genders. I, I guess it's the easiest way to put it, but. You know, when you're six or seven or eight or ten or whatever, yeah. boys or girls playing together, probably not that big of a deal. Yeah. Not that big of a deal. But when they start getting around 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, you know, I don't know how many girls are actually going to be hanging out, wanting to hang out with a bunch of guys uh, doing that. So uh, I think I see it as a thing where uh, if a young lady goes in and joins up Boy Scouts, guaranteed she'll probably be out by, she's, by, by the uh, age well, of 10. And I mean, like I said, I just... Especially if she has brothers, why? You know, she already knows what's going to happen. You know, passing gas, making jokes, peeing well, on trees. I mean, yeah. You know. And it's just, it's one of those things to me that my problem is this: is there's not, and, and like I said, I respect women greatly. There's, I've been fortunate enough to be around a lot of great women in my life, and but I'm sorry, I'm old school in the way I'm made up that. You know, like with my daughters, I mean, uh, my biggest gripe about this whole situation is it's like, I don't know if I ever told you this story before, like one morning when I was at Wawa getting stuff for before the show, I held a door for a lady and she looks at me and she's like, you don't have to do that, you know, and, and I'm sorry. And I'll get on my soapbox about that for just a second. To me, that's where we're, we're having a lot of our problems. And I think you made a good point off the air with dads and other things like that is and i've heard this said by people on the radio like glenn beck and people like that that i let rush limbaugh sean hannity people like that we both listen to and things of that nature you know guy guys or men have stopped being men and that to me is one of the problems we got is you know you should hold doors for ladies you should treat women and i mean my daughters that's the way i teach them and it does my heart good to see you with Barrett all the time because you're always telling him, "Hey, hold that door for her," or yeah. do, you know, or do that. I mean, and it's stuff that when we were growing up, you know, how many times did you get the whack on the back of the head? Hey, yeah, you know, hold that lady, door. Lady, whatever. Let her in first. first. Yeah. I mean, you know, stuff like that. Well, and I, my retort to that young lady who would have said that says you don't have to do that. That my my answer has always been standard. I go, yeah, I do because yeah, if I didn't, my mom would kick my butt. Yeah. And uh, so, what do you what do you have to what are you going to say about that? 
Because it was your mother who taught you how to do that. Oh, I, saw, so I looked at her like, and said, I said, well, my apologies, ma'am. I said, but it's uh, 38 years of training. <laughs> yeah, from my mother, who would have whacked me in the back of the head if I didn't do that. So uh, I, 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 um, I understand the independence part of it, and that's all well and good. That's yeah. fine. I'd like to have strong, independent daughters, and just like you do. But you know what? There's... There's a little bit of respect that's supposed to happen, and when you're eight or six or ten or twelve, and you're a little boy, uh, and it's another girl who you think is a peer, who you should be able to wrestle just as hard in the mud as you can your yeah. best buddy Benjamin. You know what I mean? Uh, and when they get hurt, you know Benjamin doesn't mind taking a ball to the head when you're playing, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, dodgeball. Yeah, exactly. Little Tiffany may get a little upset when you, you know, bean her on the nose and, and she does a Marsha Brady. So I, you know, there are slight differences and I don't think that they, I don't think they realize that, that, uh, how do you, how, you can't get rid of it. It's human nature. I yeah, mean, unless exactly. you, unless you beat it into them, unless you change their whole way of thinking, which is of course, exactly what the progressives and everybody are trying to do anyway. That's yeah, the exactly. Whole thing. They couldn't get rid of boy scouts the old fashioned way. You know, kicking them out of churches, kicking them out of public buildings because, you know, they believed in God and then because they would say a prayer and all that other stuff. So then they had to go do Boy Scout meetings at churches. Yeah. And so they couldn't they couldn't destroy them the old fashioned way. So they have to do it now from the inside out. Well, and it's, it it's just like I said, you have you have Girl Scouts. Sure you do. I mean, if you want to. But a lot of girls don't like some of the things that Girl Scouts do. They yeah. want to be rough and tumble. They want to go get dirty. They want to learn how to build a fire, which I'm all right with. Well, and that's it's like it's just like what we're saying though. You take the Girl Scouts. If this is what you want, change the curriculum. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, modern as let me use the feminist term, modernize. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you want to, if y'all don't want to learn how to, you know, skin a squirrel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know you can go do needlepoint if you don't want to go out and learn how to put your fingers and pull guts out you know that's yeah that's one of those things where uh there are some girls who would love to do that stuff and there are a lot of them that would say no i don't really yeah, want to I'm do good. that and so <laughs> and but you know there are boys that don't want to do it either yeah. so um but you know the way that boys handle that between themselves with peer pressure and roughness and everything else is a little bit different than the way that females handle that kind of stuff but I don't know. I, I think it's basically the end of an organization. And you look at social media these days, you see that uh, people are already looking at alternatives and maybe even starting their own type things. Uh, I know that our good friend Paul Markle with uh, Student of the Gun, Student of the Gun TV and Radio, you know, he wrote the uh, Team Honey Badger books, you know, yeah. trying to oh, train yeah. kids to, to, to be a little bit tougher and to actually, you know, uh, maybe help them be a little more masculine in their lives. Yeah. So um, I always said, you know, you should start up a new group called the, you know, the honey badgers or something like that, or the badgers and just turning into, into a hardcore outdoor group. Well, and that the thing, it, but the thing about it is, is, and people need to re understand where we're coming from this. It's like, uh, we were at a function last night, my brother-in-law, and now my new sister-in-law, I guess I could call her that, had gotten married. We had a reception over in Lakeland, and there was a lady there that I was talking to about hunting. And she was the quintessential, I'll eat it, but don't tell me what it is. Till, or don't trick me, you know, or tell me after the fact or whatever, which uh, that's fine. I respect that. But it, it's kind of the same thing to 
like what you're saying with the Boy Scouts. We're not sitting here saying that you need to have an organization that teaches guys how to hunt. Okay, let's get that, you know. But teaching them survival techniques, teaching them stuff like that, That's and, and it goes back to, like I said earlier, for women, if they wanted all this with the Girl Scouts. You know, if that's what you're – I mean, if that's what you're looking for, it's like you said, you're not – it's not a prerequisite that you have to when you join the Boy Scouts. Guess what? You're going to learn how to hunt, or you're going to have to. Sure. You're going to have to learn how to hunt, how to shoot stuff, how to skin it, how to do all this other stuff. You know that it's not a requirement, but you should be able to take it. It's it's like you. I mean, I hate to say it, and it's like you said. You know, let. It's like I said earlier. I mean, we're let's make some men here. I mean. <laughs> it's just the only way I can say it is, you know, some of these guys, I mean, it's just, they don't, you don't, you don't have that provider and protector role, I guess you could say, like you used to. And to me, that was one thing. I mean, that was part of like my Boy Scout training when I went through it was, is you knew how to do things, how to, like we said, how to survive, basically. And there was a lot of stuff that I learned that you can apply to your everyday life. And that's the part, and I'm in 100% agreement with you, that's the part that drives me nuts when you see stuff like this, is I know there's people out there who are now not going to get that. And they're not going to get that training. Well, yeah. Well, it's just one of those things. You know, I guess I'll have to lower standards. I don't know. Exactly. You ready to try to take a break? You ready? Are you sure? Yep. Sorry we can't take phone calls, y'all. Uh, we'll try to figure it out during one of these breaks, so we'll, we'll do what we got to do. But uh, we are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by the great folks out of G5 Feeding Outdoors. And, of course, Brandon Ford, we love you. We need you. We want more of you. So we'll be right back. Comes way in. Yeah. Was there a concert last night? I don't know about. I know Billy Idol was in town. Uh, uh, I know our buddy Tom Frey was his, over there. He was Facebook and Wawa was getting cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in Wawa food, not Wawa as in something yeah. as in water or exactly. anything else like that. No, he's talking strictly Wawa. Exactly. I already had the bacon, egg, and uh, cheese one, so uh, that one's off the table, Knox. So you're on your own, my friend. Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, we are working on trying to. Uh, Figure out how to get the phones up, so don't freak out or anything like that. Because I'm, I'm sure we didn't uh, 
poke a bear with the the last little segment we did. I don't know. It's all nice. It's all good. We're, we're you know we're handling. It. We're on the air. We're all good. It's all happening. Well, and I mean, I'm already kind of getting blowed up a little bit about it, but people, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, it's uh, blowed up. How is it a bad thing? Like, uh, well, I mean, uh, some people are like, well, you gotta be careful how you, and that's my problem. Careful is, on what? You mean like what we were talking about? Well, you gotta break? be careful how you say things. And, and that's my problem is, is. What do you mean you have we, to be careful about how you say things? I well, don't it's just now. Well, but the thing, that, the thing is, is in this day and age, in this climate, let's face you. it. Thank you. And let and in this climate, in this day and age, let's face it. And you and me are kind of the. It, let's just say Glenn cringes when me and you are in here by ourselves because it's kind of like uh, the filter, as my dad always says, the coffee filter is removed, and you're going to get. Straight up, <laughs> yeah, but this full is America, blast. This is America. They really, you know, they really shouldn't be any. It, well, type and of that's my point. Is people? This is my whole problem with everything that's going on. That, that we can wrap up gun control. This everything is. You have, you know, and I always like that song uh, Montgomery Gentry did. You have your way, or you do your thing, and I'll do mine. There and you know. that's, you know, if you're going to ask me what my opinion is on something, I'm going to give it to you. And I respect your opinion. I don't might not agree with your opinion, but I'll respect your opinion. And that's all that I ask in return is that people, that's my problem with some of the people out there today is you mean like doing something nice, like holding the door open for somebody? Well, I mean, but just like in it general, it doesn't matter if it's a guy or a girl, I hold the door open for, Hey man, come on. Well, and I mean, not even that I'm just talking about the conversation of them allowing girls in the boy scouts. And stuff like that. That's my opinion. Uh-huh. You know, that's what the, that's the way I feel about it. And that, to me, is one of the biggest problems in the country right now is, you know, people have this mentality that if you don't, if we don't share the same opinions, I don't, I'm, I'm not listening to you. I don't give a crap what you think. You know, I mean, I ain't, this is how I feel about it. And by God, this is how it should be, you know. And, well, you know, I, this has been coming for quite some time. I, I you know, I, I have a relative who uh, worked in the uh, state capitol in uh, Texas, uh, was a rep and was a, uh, a lobbyist. Yes. And I will tell you, um, that this was probably 20 years ago or so. She actually made the comment to me as we were sitting around a campfire one night. She said, I can see, and you can see it here, and if it happens in Texas, it's going to happen everywhere, all over the country. She said, you go into the Capitol building, and you can literally see the dividing line. There is no compromise anymore. It's either our way or their way. Yeah, and it, there is no in between anymore. There is exactly. no there is no compromise to anything. There is uh, so if it and it's almost like they're button heads. And she said, once it gets outside the Capitol and once it starts spreading, you'll see that the politics that are involved. Once they get in front of TV cameras and get in front of microphones and everything else, then they'll be solidifying their bases to feel the same exact way as the legislators are doing right now. Yeah, and I'll be darned if it wasn't like you know a prediction of the future because that's exactly what it is. It's like you said, it's either our way or the highway. There is no compromise. Exactly. And I know we all like to be truthful, and uh, sometimes the truth it hurts and it also gets you in a little bit of trouble. It seems like anymore. But uh, you know, when we gave our truthful opinion about the guys who were dragging the shark, 
Uh, you know, some people get offended by that. I go, it's a shark, man. It's no big deal. What do you care? It's no big deal. And I go, well, you know what? Some people, I understand It's respect. That. Uh, you know, being raised a little differently, you know, when it comes to animals, I understand that. Uh, but I do have seen yahoos that, you know, think it's funny to go stick a hog head up on a fence post, uh, you know, outside of their, you know, their buddy's house or whatever. And I'm like, dude, all that's doing is making us all look bad when you do something like that. So yeah. it's not, it's not about dragging the shark. It's about the fact that you filmed it and then bragged about it and laughed about it. So, well, and, you know, and it's like to your statement and to that point is I totally agree. There's going to be people. It's like, it's like the Under Armour issue we talked about last year or now almost, it's been almost two years now. But the young lady and her husband who got dropped by Under Armour because he killed the bear with a spear. Yeah. News flash. And I had this argument with some people that I know who are big people in the industry and are big time friends with that whole organization. And me and you've talked about this. I had Under Armour, I mean, I had Under Armour everything. You know, and yeah. yeah, I still have a few shirts, but have I, sp- it's like I tell people with all this other stuff, has any of my money, has any of my hard earned dollars gone to purchasing an Under Armour item since then? No, it hasn't. Mm. And it, but it's the situation to where you have people who come out and say, well, we need to worry about our image. Well, first off, in a situation like that, it does not matter. And Bill George has said this a hundred times over. It does not matter what you do, what you say. It's like the bear hunt here in Florida. You're never, you're never going to make them happy. Never. They're never going to compromise. And you wish you. they would just tell the truth. Well, but they're never going to compromise. Re- just to, exactly. Just What's tell your real me. Agenda? What is it? That you know, you really, what is it that you really want? Exactly. Uh, do you really want all hunting gone or is it just bear? Yeah, and it's it's the situation. Do you want all guns gone or just the AR fifteen? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's it's you and me see it, and we understand it. Is the fact that people don't realize that they just chip away. That's that's all they do is is they just chip it away. You know, I find it funny that uh, someone actually posted up on social media this past week that said that the AR fifteen is over fifty eight years old. Yep. Now you think about that. We've lived with it Hmm. for. uh, <clears throat> a long time, almost 60 years, and for some reason, all of a sudden, in the last year or so, it's become the most evil thing ever created by mankind. Yeah. But it's been lurking around in the shadows for almost 60 years. Exactly. And somehow or another, now, it's the most evil thing and it's man not, ever created. And so. just to clear it up for the people out there, and as Rush Limbaugh would say, to clear it up for you people in Rio Linda, AR doesn't stand for assault rifle. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it does on certain channels, okay? Exactly. Yeah, yeah it does. Well, anyway, uh, listen, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be happening. Turkey season, of course, is still going on up north, obviously, because Bill George is still not here, because yeah. he's up there uh, messing around up there trying to chase a bunch of birds. Uh, but activities, summer is going to be officially here. I don't know how many how many days your kids got left. I think I've got like a three week? weeks. A week and a half, two weeks, something like that. I think we're at three. So I'm not sure they get out. Well, Lori the other day she said something to me about it. And I'm like, what? Yeah, it's already around the corner. You know, because because let's face it, we both being dads, we already we had kind of had that clock programmed like okay, June. You know, <laughs> June is when that you know you're gonna get it. <laughs> 
you get up and you're like the Dunkin' Donuts guy. Time to make the donuts. It's time to pack. Time to pack the lunches. They don't have to go to school today. Mother of pearl. Yeah. <laughs> what are we gonna do with them? I don't know what we're gonna do with them. Drop them off at the <laughs> beach like uh, our parents used to do. Yeah. But anyway, I was gonna say that. Uh, I you know this guy. This story just came out this past week that this guy actually uh, talk about ending your turkey season on a, on a high note. This guy actually shot a seven-bearded gobbler with the longest beard was ten and a quarter inches in length. And that was up in North Carolina. Seven beards. What kind of a freak is that? I mean, I think the most I've ever seen is maybe four. We're at North Carolina. Does it say we're in North Carolina? Uh, he says uh, Stanley Farmers of Stoneville, North Carolina. And uh, I'll have to check it was Rockingham mind. County. North check Carolina. with my buddies at uh, Final Draw Outdoor Television because that's where they're out of is uh, the Carolinas. He uh, got it in the afternoon about one thirty, and uh, Gobbler answered his call. Quickly came into the decoil, and he uh, boom shot her up and got her down, and then went over and started looking at it. And went what the what what one two three what why four, is this bird glowing? Five? And believe it or not, like I said, <laughs> uh, they are all about the same. They were all about the same, with the one estimated to be about ten to eleven inches of beard. <clears throat> so, but they all the same thickness of those. Is that what it's trying to say? Yeah. So I don't. Holy crap! What kind of freak is uh, freak bird is that? And I, you know, here's a stupid question. I wonder if he's going to get it mounted. Uh, yeah. You think? <laughs> uh, do you think there might be a large outdoor chain that would uh, find out that? situation and say uh, (laughs) we want to put that in our store but uh here are the uh beard links as reported and as actually officially done by the nwtf uh one beard measured five inches five and an eighth inch two of them were six and five eighths three were six inches four were uh seven and a quarter inches uh number five was uh seven and three quarters of an inch Number six was seven and seven eighths inches, and the seventh beard, being the longest, was ten and a quarter inches long. So he basically just had like this, you know, like he had the Fu Manchu of beards. I, I'm telling you, man, it's like awesome. <laughs> uh, I, I, Put I first, them all together. That is the thickest beard you've ever seen in your life. When I first saw the story on uh, social media, I, I of course I put my two cents in, and I go, "Is his? La- I wonder if that turkey's last name is Robinson." <laughs> For those who don't know, yes, Duck, Duck Dynasty, yes, all the beards. Ha ha! I get it. Okay. Well, yes. I, well, it was funny when I wrote it. Darn it. Yeah, exactly. And I wasn't even drinking. But uh, <laughs> congratulations goes out to that gentleman. Uh, out in Rockingham is uh, named Stanley Farmer. Of course, it's so fitting. Stanley Farmer. Congratulations, of Stoneville Stanley. Gets out there and gets her done, man. Gets him a seven bearded turkey. I don't know what the uh, record is. Do you know? I don't have a clue. Where's Chucky Shnogaha? Why isn't he calling? He should. He would know all these things. I just want to know. I mean, you know, I kind of want to know. Uh, to quote the famous line, if, if the cheese is all over the chips, it's mm-hmm. one chip, you know. So I mean, if you've got seven beards, do they all does it accumulate up to beard length? 
So you, know, you it should. All, so it you should. add all seven together. So you got four feet of uh, beard length. It's oh, no, 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 dude. They, you know what's going to happen. It's just going to be like scoring deer. You know, you're going to have a guy who kills uh, that drives me crazy. You're going to have a guy that shoots a giant buck and it's like, oh, man, he's gross. Oh, yeah. Oh, he grosses uh, 197 inches. Well, uh, but yeah, but he only nets uh, 174. Yeah. He's got deductions here, deductions here. Bull crap! He's got three scales out of the way on his leg. It's not going to, it's, it's a deduction. The uh, circumference of this uh, horn is uh, out of whack, so that's going to count against him and. Uh, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, mark my words, there's somebody out there that's probably thinking that, nope, sorry, uh-uh. That's not going to work. <laughs> you know what? what's really sad, though? I, I had a, I have a gentleman who used to live in my neighborhood who, uh, of course, knew who I was and knew what the, the show was and everything else, and he had relatives up in Pennsylvania. Yes. <clears throat> and every year, what he would tell his brother-in-law to do, when they would go up for Thanksgiving, his brother-in-law would save all the outdoor sections of the newspaper for the year, hmm. and then he would bring them down back with him when he came back, and he would give them to me. Yeah, uh, just a nice thing, you know. So the, he says, uh, you know, every newspaper used to do this. But hey, here's something for you to make fun of on your show for. Four. Well, you know, because things are different up there, so yes. you get to read about the ice fishing, and you get to read about all the stuff, and you, it's an education type dealio. But the thing they used to always print is they would put all the pictures of the kids or the big buck that Jonathan shot of, you know. Yeah, like the, the woods street. and water deal. Exactly. Yes. But they still put it in the newspaper. You know, we used to do that here, and we used to have it uh, in the St. Pete Times when they had, uh, you know, outdoor writers. And, of course, Frank Sargent back in the day. Well, Toby the still writes. Uh, Toby, where, what newspaper is it? He still writes an outdoor column for. Yeah, but I think the Lakeland Ledger is about the only one that really truly has like a real true outdoor section section anymore. Yeah. I mean, seriously, but I'm sitting here. And when I was reading the story about the, the seven bearded Turkey, of course it comes out of uh, North Carolina and it was in the newspaper when I got this. And yes. I thought this was pretty amazing because the other stories that are actually there in the newspaper, this is the difference between us and them is now let me give you the headlines of the other stories in their outdoor section. I already told you the Rockingham County Hunter bags seven bearded gobbler. The next story is North Carolina cobia season opens May 1st with new regulations. Yes. <clears throat> the next one is bow hunter kills bearded hen in Rockingham County. Yes. That made that made the newspaper, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. That made the newspaper. Rockingham County Hunter takes huge gobbler with sling bow. That made the newspaper. South Carolina kindergartner decks two jakes with one shot is actually in the I'm, newspaper. I'm starting to like North Carolina. Oh, it's South Carolina. South, South Carolina, Carolina kindergartner, kindergartner decks two jakes with one shot. That made it into the paper. Yeah. Now, do you think you would ever see any of these ever listed in anything? I've never seen scores. I've never seen coverage for the for the St. Pete Open, for King of the Beach, for anything. Huge, and giant events in our area. That brings no so much revenue into the area, and they get jack squat. You know, and I, I actually contacted some of the news outlets that were here. You know, radio stations, they, they give out press releases, you know, oh, yeah. all that kind of stuff like that. So when the Panfish Challenge was being announced and we had a date set and the first flyer was put together and all that kind of stuff like that, 
you know, you send it to Channel 8, you send it to 13, Bay News 9, all that kind of... What do you get back for that? Bupkiss. Yeah. Crickets. Bupkiss. Bupkiss. But if someone gets caught urinating on the side of Pier 60, headline news! Headline Headline news! Public urination. A fisherman coming. who's out there. Yeah. Guy, guy couldn't hold it anymore. He's out shark fishing all night. And uh, he's just, it's a menace to society. And the thing is, is when you have something like that. <laughs> oh, my God. We've gotten so far away that, believe it or not, Boy Scouts are going to let girls in now. I am offended. I am so offended. But I'm just saying that uh, with all the outdoor activities, with all the fishing tournaments, and everything that goes on and all the positive things that happen every single weekend that are done by fathers and mothers and fishermen and outdoorsmen and kayakers and paddle boaters and all that other stuff, you, you don't get any of that anymore. Exactly. Nothing. nothing. And I, I think it's sad. Yeah. It's really, really sad. All right, we got to take a break. We're going to try to give it a shot here. You going to play music or are you just going to go right into commercials? Okay. Just go for it. Okay, well, then, well, hang on a second. I got This is legal. <clears throat> Thank you so much for joining us on the Big and Wild Outdoors. Our sponsors include G5 Feeding Outdoors and, of course, Brandon Ford. Hit it. <laughs> 